Welcome to Board Box Extras. Our goal is to share the best of blockchain gaming with our community, matching great players with great games that they'll love. To learn more about Boardbox and our partners, go to boardbox.io and grab a Boardbox NFT to join our private community of gamers. All right, let's click the start button and get to it. I just want to point out, Jazz, that you showed up uh, and requested to speak at the at the tail end of that song. So it was a very dramatic entrance, and I appreciate you for it. I definitely did that 100% on purpose. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, it feels very like a, like a checkmate right there. Well, thanks for joining, Mark and Jazz. Super excited to chat with you all about uh, both Super Duper Secret Company and uh, also Royale Chess. Um, for everybody who is joining and listening live, thank you for doing that. If you're listening to this later in the future, I hope the world is still a good place. Um, but we will be sharing uh, a secret code word at the end of the of the chat, uh, and that's what you'll need to enter our giveaway. So um, you'll see uh, at the top of the Twitter space a nice graphic that is a preview, not final, but a preview version of uh, a special queen, a board queen. Uh, that'll be appearing in uh, Royale Chess, and we'll obviously talk more about the game and, and what that even means. So um, let's kick things off uh, and uh, and kind of get into it. So um, to introduce myself, uh, Board Elon, I am co-founder of uh, Boardbox. We help people discover great games. Uh, today is no exception, and we're going to be talking about Royale Chess. Um, and I'm here today with Mark and Jazz, and they're co-founders of Super Duper Secret Company, um, some really awesome OG game people. Uh, they are fellow nerds, and uh, I've really enjoyed getting to know them the last few months and wanted to, to share a little bit of the stage and have everybody uh, who is not familiar with their work uh, get to know them better. So uh, to start off, um, it would be great to get intro intros from you both. So uh, Mark, you want to kick things off? Oh, hey, uh, I see usually Jazz kicks, kicks things jazz, off. So jazz, you, you do it. By, <laughs> you, you, you took me by surprise. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm the, I'm the CTO. I'm, uh, uh, obviously, my name is Mark, and I've been doing games for, building games for a very long time, uh, multi-decade, uh, older than I care to admit. Um, I go all the way back to the, the Commodore 64, Vic 20 days, uh, and I've, uh, built games pretty much every decade since then and uh uh yeah uh, i guess the most uh the most recent games that people might know are uh let's see the nba 2k series uh, mlb series uh nhl series uh, scrappers and the apple arcade um uh, some of the more famous games that are go a little bit a, a little bit further back uh, perhaps are uh, uh dune 2 and uh, uh for westwood studios and lands of lore um Karandia, Hand of Fate, um, uh, and then going back even further than that, uh, that's a different decade, uh, is the uh, stuff for Psygnosis like Shadow of the Beast, which was a, a very popular uh, game back in the Amiga Atari ST days. Uh, I can go back further, but I'll, I'll let Jazz jump in and give a little bit of her background. Hey guys, I'm Jazz, uh, so I'm CEO and co-founder here at Super Duper Secret. Uh, so my, my background has been uh, more so in uh, product and UX design, uh, but I've been a long-time coder as well. Uh, so, I mean, everything from web development up to app development and uh, games as well. So actually, Mark and I, when we first met, we were working on some uh, non-games projects initially. Uh, actually, it was a health-focused app that we're working on at the time. But, uh, you know, from there, you know, gradually worked on a couple different other projects before we settled on, you know, what we're working on now with uh, Super Duper Secret. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, oh, I, 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 oh, yeah, no, that's that's great. I I, I love uh, I love the you know sort of the, the, the deep you know background. Um, I would love to know yeah. what is the uh, origin of uh, the name of the company, um, and then it would be great to get an overview of what you're you know able to share um, of Royal Chess for anybody who's just brand new to it and hearing about it for the first time. Yeah, totally. And uh, the name was definitely definitely something that was important to us. So just briefly over kind of the origin story for that. Um, I mean, our vibe as a company, you know, we're going for, you know, something kind of kind of quirky, something, you know, kind of playful, you know, that's the kind of people, you know, we're hoping to cater to. So we wanted to make sure, you know, our name really reflected that. But uh, Mark and I definitely agonized a long time over, over you know, figuring out just the right fit. Naming, uh, creating names is definitely not our strong suit, I'll say. 
But uh, yeah, that just came up as a random candidate. And, you know, we tested it out kind of just talking with people, you know, a couple initial times, you know, kind of testing the water to see how it was received. And the thing that really stuck out with it is like every time they mentioned it to somebody, you know, they'd always have a smile on their face or they'd laugh or something like that. You know, it's an interesting name. It's an entertaining name. We know that it's an unusual name. But, you know, it gets people interested, you know, it gets them smiling, you know, puts them in a good mood, you know, even at just the beginning of the conversation, regardless if it's, you know, with friends or, you know, even when we've been in investor meetings, you know, it helps kind of break the ice and set the tone for, you know, what we're doing, you know, as a company and the kind of people we're hoping to attract. Yeah, one of the things that's actually come up quite frequently is like, okay, so that's the placeholder name, what's the real name of the company? And then when we tell them it's the real name of the company, they, they usually crack a smile and laugh and like, oh, yeah, that's actually, <laughs> that's actually really fun. Uh, uh, some of the alternative names we had really weren't so weren't so great. So so I think uh, I think we hit the jackpot with Super Duper Secret. It just uh, <laughs> literally every time every time we're with someone, like and they say the name, it it, it brings out that inner child, and and that's really what we're going for. I, I do appreciate, uh, the, yeah, or, I do appreciate sort of the 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 clever uh, video game studio name. Um, you know, no no shade against Microsoft Studios, but it's just. Uh, you know, it's like this is a big mega corporation, and we're making video games. It's not, uh, it's not as fun. So yeah, I, I like your approach. Yeah, the, 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 I can give you one of the alternative names we had, and it was it was Jazz vetoed it nearly instantly. But uh, we had that doink doink bleep, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just did not. It just did not. It, it, it did yeah, not it was bleep. not totally convinced yes. on that one. <laughs> Please visit our our website doinkbleep dot. Uh, <laughs> dot hoop. Uh, yeah, I get it. It might be a little hard to communicate that. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, back, so back to kind of, you know, your, your upcoming release. Um, can you, can you talk a little bit about um, Royal Chess and also, um, you know, how you guys kind of arrived on the genre or the type of game um, for your, for your first title? Yeah, and I can just speak real quick, just to high level, you know, our focus as a company is super duper secret. So, you know, basically, you know, our goal is to create, you know, positive play spaces for millions of casual to midcore gamers via these, you know, multiplayer competitive game experiences. Um, so Royal Chess is our first start to that. You know, we're not planning to be a chess company, but this is just the first of many games to come, you know, within that theme of, uh, you know, positive multiplayer games, you know, that don't take themselves too seriously. Um, so Royal Chess, I know, so this actually I, originally was a concept that Mark had been kind of building off of for, for some time, uh, but hadn't really, you know, really spent too much time di uh, diving into. But part of it as well is it was definitely seeming like the right time for it, um, especially this, you know, last year or two, uh, you know, with the with COVID and everything, there was definitely an uptick in interest in chess. It was a lot more on kind of the, you know, a lot more on the radar for everybody, you know, not just from, you know, chess.com becoming a lot more popular, but things like, you know, Queen's Gambit, um, a lot more streamers, you know, I mean, chess was, I think it still is one of the most popular streamed games, you know, right now on Twitch, uh, and then YouTube as well. Um, so it's really surprisingly, you know, active and even more within these last couple of years. Um, so, you know, for us, we really saw an interesting opportunity to, you know, kind of, you know, add in a little bit new, new, new twist to it. So chess obviously is kind of seen as something, you know, a little bit serious a little bit you know stuffy um even though you know there is this really passionate community there um but you know it is a really interesting game you know it's a fun game as well so you know with our take with royal chess you know basically it's a battle royale style chess game 10 players playing against each other simultaneously um so a lot more fast-paced um definitely a completely new way to experience chess um so Taking this battle royale style element, you know, really trying to, you know, add this interesting approach to it that makes it intriguing for folks who may not consider themselves, you know, chess players, you know, by like th the traditional sense. Um, I mean, really, it's more so the kind of folks, you know, we're trying to create this experience similar to uh, Tetris 99, if you've played on Nintendo Switch. Uh, that's a game I personally love, so I may be a little bit biased, but that's the exact kind of vibe we're going for here and the exact type of people we're trying to attract in with this type of game. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm also a big fan of Tetris 99, so, uh, and Pac-Man 99, and, and just like the, the Nintendo Switch uh, feel and vibe, you look at, if you look at the visual elements, you know, we, we weren't going for the serious RPG or FPS kind of vibe, we wanted, we wanted that more inclusive, uh, relaxing visual uh, style, uh, so, so, so we're really very intentful of what we did, and, and one of the things that I wanted to highlight uh that Jazz was saying about Super Duper Secret as a company, we're really focused on the evergreen uh, multiplayer aspect here. 
So, and, and chess is the epitome of uh, evergreen. I mean, it's a, it's a familiar mechanic, hundreds and hundreds of years old. Everyone knows the rules. So we just wanted to add our, our unique twist and uh, just make that a little bit more approachable for folks. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're feeling pretty good about that so far. Truly, an open source uh, game and IP, uh, and you know you can iterate on it and make your own versions of it. And obviously, many people have done that. Um, so, for for anyone who isn't familiar with Tetris ninety nine, I think it's a helpful analogy. Um, the premise is, uh, I'm sure everyone understands how Tetris works, but in Tetris ninety nine, um, you have ninety eight other players who are also playing Tetris at the same time as you. And the goal basically is to outlast all of them. So battle royale, you know, mode is basically you want to be the last person standing. So you play Tetris, you last as long as you can. As you play, you're scoring and getting power ups, and that also is, uh, you know, sending damage and obstacles to other people, which helps you out. Um, so it's a really clever twist on a on a classic game. Um, so I, I thought that that it would be helpful just to kind of explain that to anybody who who hasn't played Tetris ninety nine. And and from my end, I'm curious you know, sort of what similarities there are there are to Royale Chess in that sense. And specifically, um, you know, how you guys speed up the game of chess. Um, you know, if you're, I guess if you're really good, you can win or you can lose in, you know, under a few minutes. Certainly if I'm playing, I'm not going to last very long. But I also imagine that chess um, can take a while to play. So are you, are you, have you sort of built out the game, um, to make it more accessible, but also to make it quicker paced than maybe an average, you know, typical chess game. Yeah, so we have designed things so that it is, you know, we want it to be accessible to even people who don't know anything about chess necessarily. And, you know, for them to be able to, you know, jump in and, you know, play a quick game and, you know, get a feel for it and hopefully, you know, get hooked onto it as well. Um, so, you know, one of the ways, one of the big ways, you know, we're um, approaching making it more accessible is basically, uh, so when it's, you know, your turn, you know, you switch the board into your view, you have a limited amount of time to make your move. Um, it'll be adjustable, you know, per game, but there will be, you know, a default amount of time for that. Um, but when it's your move, uh, the board will highlight like the top three moves for you to select, you know, just on a key press. So even if you're a total newbie player, don't know anything, you know, you'll see the top, you know, a couple options that you can just select without having to think too hard or get overwhelmed by, you know, the other nine players doing their thing. Um, so really making it easy for you to go in, make a quick move, go on to the next board and, you know, actually, you know, have fun, be a competitive player. Um, you know, at the same time, though, you know, there are obviously a lot of different people who are playing chess. You know, some of them we expect will be newbies. Uh, at the same time, we expect there will be, you know, some more serious people that may be interested in, you know, kind of a novel approach to chess. Um, so, you know, we will have a lot of those settings adjustable. You know, for example, that move suggestion, that is a definite no-no for any kind of serious chess players. They don't do not want any kind of assist at all. You know, they don't want any kind of alterations to, you know, the usual, you know, gameplay um, so, you know, that is something that can be turned off for people who would like to play in a match, you know, with more, you know, serious players. Um, other things like, yeah, the, the I, should, I, should, I should just clarify that one. Mm -hmm. I can just clarify that one. But we actually spoke to Eric, the CEO at chess.com. Uh, we showed him the game and he, he, he totally loved it. Um, uh, but one of the things he did point out is that for, for the more serious chess players, they would absolutely hate the game if we, if we left an AI assist mode in there. So, so for the more serious players, they can just disable AI assist when they're playing in a tournament, and it will disable it for all of the players in the round, so that so that no one can cheat. Um, so it's an even playing field. Uh, and if you and if you if you recognize the the AI assist mechanic, that actually comes from more of the 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 super casual uh, game space. Um, and that was actually from one of our one of our informal advisors, uh, Petri at uh, uh, Seriously. Uh, the, uh, they they made uh, best fiends, and he was a uh, he, he's given us a, such a great ton of, uh, amount of advice, you know, just the, for gameplay hooks and and making sure things are approachable for more casual players. And I can confess, just so that you know, I I kind of suck at chess, so I will actually be using the AI assist mode. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, people are usually quite surprised when when both Jazz and I say we're not super hardcore chess players. But, but really, we chose chess just because it's a familiar. It's the familiar mechanics, and every one of the other things that we notice is that everyone has an origin story on uh, chess. So whenever we bring up chess, they say, "Oh yeah, when I was a kid, you know, my parents signed me up for a chess club, and we did da 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 da." -da and there's always some kind of story. Even like three or four of our investors, they actually all have like some kind of story where they play. You know, 
uh, Kieran Warwick uh, from a, uh, he's one of our investors and he, he used to play chess with his brothers and they would get into fights and <laughs> just crazy things like that. It's because it, everyone has a story of some kind about chess. And that, so that's why we actually ended up going down that path with, with this is our first uh, title. Yeah, no, it yeah. makes sense. Ch- chess is one of those games. It, it, I almost uh, sort of compare it to golf where everybody kind of understands how the game works. Um, you can sort of play the game at an entry level, but then there's a really big gap. Uh, and, and then you start to like, hit people who are super good at it and it's not really fun and it's very intimidating um and i think a lot of people give up chess uh because of that it just feels it feels um you know it starts to feel like less of a game and more of like a math a math competition so um and and, and you know poker like is, is another example of that so i i think the fact that you're not you're both not hardcore chess players is good right you're building a product that basically meets your own need. It's a product that I would want to play. I had a stint after watching the Queen's Gambit, uh, like many people of playing chess, um, you know, on my iPhone for a few months. And then I was just like, this, this feels like too much of a commitment. I want, I want something that I can just like pick up quickly, play and leave. So I I think, I think that you've got a a winning formula here. Um, And then just to kind of close the loop on the battle Royale format, um, you know, other games have, sometimes hundreds of, of people that you're playing against, you've settled on 10. Um, I think that makes sense given the nature of, of the game of chess, but just curious, you know, is that, is that the plan long-term? Do you feel like 10 is the right number? How did you arrive at that? Um, and then over time, do you, do you feel like you are going to expand it to allow, you know, hundreds or even thousands of people to, to compete against each other? Or does that get too unwieldy? So, so one of the things we actually did uh, quite a bit of research on, uh, uh, what what makes a really uh, comfortable, friendly community? And based on all the research, and, and I'm sure Jazz can po- probably go into more detail. But but ten is kind of the sweet spot where if you go to a hundred, it's it's kind of chaos, and you get such a mix of personalities. It might not be a fun experience depending on who you're matched with. But with ten, it's kind of a more intimate experience. But you still get that uh, you still get that fun competitive aspect. So so long term we're we're currently settled on hey we want to make our games playable by 10 players uh and we're 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 a multiplayer game company so we're not when you can play single player and use ai fills but we'll always give that hey we want we we want to design our games around this the 10 player mechanic whatever that whatever those future games are just because of the the intimacy of that size community uh and you can do things like a, a five versus five or you know one v everyone you know those there's all sorts of combinations that will allow for all of our games but just that 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 sweet spot of 10 people makes it really uh make, makes it really easy to to move the 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 social aspect into a positive space versus kind of the chaos of like hey you get 100 random crazy people you're like in half of them are yelling crazy stuff in the mic <laughs> or you know they're <laughs> they're sending not so fun messages to you or they're, they're trying to crush you but so, so we want it to be a little bit more casual than that. And uh, so, so that's, that was the thought process there. Yeah, I, I like it. I think for t- with 10 people, it feels like anybody has a shot to win. Um, when I look at Battle Royale games with hundreds of people, uh, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get in the top 10. There's just, there's too many people. It's too likely that there's going to be somebody who's way better than me. Um, and that often is a turnoff for me. When I think about games like Hearthstone, where you have, you know, eight or 10 people playing you're like, okay, I might get lucky. Even if I'm not the best, I still have a chance that I might win. Um, and it's not going to drag on forever. So, yeah. I, I Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. if I play Fortnite, you'll like, usually get my ass handed to me. You'll look in about 10 seconds. You know, yep. So I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I love that. It makes sense. And I, and I love the idea of building future games around this idea of a 10-person uh, competition. Um, and then, it, obviously, you know, if you get knocked out or whatever you lose, you know, quickly move on to the next game. Um so let's talk about the fact that, you know, this, this game makes sense uh, as, a, as a video game. Um, you're, you're, you're building something, though, that allows people to own assets within the game. So what types of items, you know, are people going to be able to unlock by, pl- by playing the game? Um, when you think about sort of a lot of, you know, blockchain games and, and the types of collections, the items might be weapons or vehicles, characters, whatever it is. Um, you're building a chess game, right? And, and, and that is a relatively simple uh, type of game item. 
Um, so you want to you want to stand out. You want to differentiate. So how are you thinking about kind of pushing this idea of chess pieces and creating skins? And I and I say all this with the backdrop of um, what you've already shared in terms of the board queen is is amazing. It looks awesome. So um, yeah, just curious, kind of how far you want to push it, and if the actual visualizations um, of of these ownable pieces will at any point impact gameplay. Yeah. So. As I, you know, hinted to a little bit earlier, you know, chess in particular, you know, you do have to be careful about altering, you know, the gameplay. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, the, the in-game purchases and items and everything, you know, we have been focusing on, you know, the things that allow you to basically personalize the game um, uh, or allow you to be a little bit more involved. So in addition to things like, you know, skins and different effects for your pieces, um, you know, you can gain access to essentially pro-ranked tournaments. So if you're, you know, you're really into the game, you know, you want to be able to, you know, spend more time in it, play more games, you know, play with other serious people, you know, you'll be able to unlock, you know, that probing tournaments as well as, you know, special events, special team tournaments as well. Um, but when it comes to altering like the actual gameplay itself, that's something, you know, we're staying away with, staying away from in Royal Chess, just because we know, you know, based on talking to folks who, you know, are involved in chess and, you know, we're talking to people like Eric at chess.com, um, you know, that isn't necessarily going to be the best path for this game, you know, definitely going something, you know, like, pay to win is not not the appropriate path here um but in general you know we think personalizing is always a good path you know people want to make the game theirs i mean people love you know just being able to customize you know make the game their own essentially so you know that's what we're really focusing on by offering you know all kinds of unique skins and effects and you know customizations on their side of the board uh you know badges for their profile um you know all these kind of different elements to you know really make it unique for them and you know make them feel more involved and you know be able to express themselves further yeah i mean i'm I'm all about the aesthetics uh, i remember as a kid playing uh battle chess and it was you know the rules were exactly the same but it just was a little bit of extra fun because the characters were well designed and they had animations and you know part of the goal was just like to make sure you could discover all the various uh uh, video segments uh, or, or, you know, sort of character interactions. So uh, yeah, didn't need to alter the game in any way to add that, that layer of, uh, of uh, interestingness to it. And, and I think that's a, a that, your, your, your approach makes a lot of sense. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that in terms of people wanting to get involved, playing the game. Um, you've got a free mint uh, that is happening, uh, which is going to be sort of a certain level of, of chess piece. And then there's going to be uh a future release of items as well. Um, can you kind of talk talk everyone through the next few weeks or months uh, in terms of you know how people can onboard, get into the game, and if they choose to uh, acquire uh, pieces that they can own? Yeah, of course. Um, so we have our Freemint coming up very soon. So just to be clear, Royal Chess is still in development. Uh, so it's not live just yet. Uh, we will be opening up uh, basically an alpha and as well as a public beta soon. Uh, we'll definitely have uh, playtests open to the to our community uh, in Q1 here as well. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, we did want to, you know, kind of reward people who are, you know, joining our community and, you know, getting involved and following, you know, what we're doing. Um, so we do have a free NFT collection that we're launching as part of Magic Eden's Launchpad. Uh, which is our Royal Chess Elements collection. Uh, so basically there's four type of elements that uh, people can collect uh, based on which element they receive. They'll be able to unlock effects in-game based on that particular element. So for example, they get the fire uh, NFT, fire element NFT, they'll be able to have, you know, their chess piece move across the board with all kinds of, you know, fancy fire effects behind it. Um, in addition to that, you know, they'll uh, be able to get early access to the first playtest we'll be doing on a larger scale. Um, as well as whitelist for our second collection, which will be a paid mint collection, um, which will uh, have a lot more perks and benefits involved with it as well, uh, including things like prize pot multiplier, prize pot multipliers. Uh, so one of the things we didn't mention earlier is that you know we have uh, you know basically an in-game currency you know within the game. So each match you play of Royal Chess, each you know ten player match that you play, you have to essentially you know wager some of this in-game currency. Um, you do have kind of a default, you know, amount of currency to work with as you get, you know, your daily award by just, you know, logging in and even just, you know, playing a game or two. Um, but, you know, based on your standing in the game, you know, you'll get, you know, your reward afterward in in-game currency. Uh, so, you know, NFT holders, they'll be able to get a multiplier that allows them to see greater reward, you know, when they do come in and play the game as well. 
Got it. And, and I imagine also uh, over time as the player base grows, uh, player matching will be based on probably your, your win-lose count, but maybe also how much currency you have as an indicator of uh, your, your skill level versus uh, others. Yeah, we, we, we have a couple of ranking systems uh, built into the game, and that's part of the, the overall metagame. So, so there's actually two metagames. There's the NFT metagame, where it's basically a card game, right? You know, you, you can get the... If you collect the four, the four elements, earth, wind, fire, water, and uh, uh, a full set of six pieces, that's going to give you the, the most vibrant, craziest effects and taunts and, and rewards in-game, uh, basically utility. Uh, so there's that part of it. It's a metagame, and, and there's rarity involved there. So, so not everyone's going to be able to collect an entire set like that. You know, it's just it's going to be very, very challenging because they're they're we're not going to widely distribute those. You know, so it's just kind of a like I said, like, like Jazz said, it's a it's a way to reward early community members. But the um, I see, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I just wanted to point out as well. You know these are not required to play the game in any way. You know, we're not looking to be, you know, even though we do have, we are releasing an NFT collection, you know, this is not like strictly a NFT game or Web3 game. You know, we think Web3 has a lot of interesting, you know, stuff to offer to games and, you know, I think has a lot of applicability to, you know, the game space uh, in particular. Um, but, you know, these, you know, NFTs are basically, you know, allowing additional perks, you know, to our players and you just a way, an additional way to reward people who are with us, you know, here early, you know, are really supporting us, you know, from the start. Um, but, you know, again, they're just adding on additional things as opposed to being a requirement for playing the game. And that's something we definitely want to stick to, you know, even in, you know, the future of the game and our subsequent games as well. Yeah. And, and oh, I'm sorry. I, I remember now we're talking about the ranking. Yes, yes we have multiple ranks. So, so there's like two meta games. There's the, the NFT meta game. <laughs> and then there's the metagame uh, that sits on top of the core loop. So the core loop is the core gameplay loop is the thing we focus on the most, which is hey, playing the playing the actual game. That has to be fun. And then on top of that, we've got the the metagame that we've got like two ranks. We've got a pro rank, and we've got like a just like a regular casual rank. Uh, pro rank is where you're taking it super seriously. The casual rank is as you suggested. Um, uh, we look at like the kind of the, the currency you've won so far, how many the, the win loss ratio the uh how you've done with, how, how you've done with other players over time and we'll match you with appropriately skilled other players for random matches or you can just play with friends that you know you're all kind of the same the same skill level or you just like hanging out with those friends so so we're not gonna we're not gonna gate the play on hey you have to play with randoms if you have like a if you have a guild or a clan that you want to play with everyone will have their own creator code where they can just like pop it in and say hey join my game they can, everyone can join that game and just, you know, not worry about the ranking system in general. Uh, in addition to that, uh, uh, we actually have AI fills. The the if if you if if you if you're a lonely soul like myself, uh, you can you can play yourself against uh, the the equally unskilled AI players if you wish, or if you're uh, if you're a super good player, you'll get ranked with like the the, the smartest AI you can imagine, and you'll you'll feel really challenged. So so we're, we're definitely. I mean... Well, we're definitely mindful of, you know, pe people don't want to come in and just get completely crushed. I, I get crushed in a lot of games. So, you know, my 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 reflexes aren't as good as they used to be when I first started playing games. But they're, you know, so so, so, so some of the streamers right now, they're kind of insane how fast they play. But, uh, you know, so, so I like to be matched with, you know, reasonably reasonably skilled players, but not 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 people that are going to crush me. So, uh, so we're, we're very, very mindful of that. Um, yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's smart. Nice. I do want to note also the, uh, the board box, uh, Twitter account who is, a, a speaker up here is actually, uh, manned by, uh, my co-founder subtle rebuttal. Uh, he was itching to, uh, <laughs> to chime in as well. Well, I was going to take the opportunity to impersonate uh, BoardBot, our wonderful AI presence that keeps track of everything in our Discord, to uh, note that that is the smartest AI currently known to man and, and will defeat you in chess. But um, <laughs> it feels more appropriate to, to, to ask, you, you discussed a little bit about a ranking system, like you're going to have leaderboards. Um, what is the best way I'm going to be able to screenshot and then um, and then reply to board's tweets with that screenshot to make it clear that I'm consistently defeating him <laughs> in this game? Uh, nice. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have lots of ways you can share your wins. Uh, and that's one of the things that uh, the NFTs enable as well. 
if 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 you're 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 purchasing you you in addition to like all the the utility you're like we've got like the the softer utility and that's things like uh, taunts and stuff like that so if you if you get a really good win and you and you want to make everyone know it you know you you can you can uh you can we'll, we'll make sure there's a, a way you can share that and and replay it endlessly to to remind everyone what you did so uh so it's going to be fun yeah, so just to check on that taunt, so we have we have a ten player battle royale situation, right? So I don't just get to taunt board, but all the other poor souls who didn't didn't win the battle royale, correct? Exactly. As you can see, my uh, humble co-founder is uh, the best best at being humble, and uh, we 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 shall we shall <laughs> we shall finish this conversation on the uh, the chess battlefield. But uh, I appreciate his uh, enthusiasm for humiliating me. I'm sad this game isn't we, pay to win because then. I would have a chance. Now I'm, I have to beat him fair and square, which is unfortunate. <laughs> Actually, we like to refer are... to that as elite humility, just to, <laughs> to be clear. So, so one of the things we actually didn't mention is we actually got a partnership with uh, a Ready Player Me. One of the things that's uh, very important to us as well is really uh, player customization. Uh, so Ready Player Me, uh, we, we know Timo and the guys uh, super, super well. And they're, uh, uh, they've been helpful to us as we as we were raising our uh, funding round and that sort of thing. Uh, but they've been a really good partner to us and the, their avatar solution is like, you know, we're, we, we've got like a uh, first class integration of their avatar solution so that you actually have your, you can have your full 3D Ready Player Me avatar in the game. And uh, it might not seem like it's a good fit, but if, if you look at the, the, the little tease screenshot I posted last night when, when the, uh, Team Super Duper were actually working until midnight last night. Uh, you'll see uh, uh, we have the 3D avatars that, that apply to like all of the UI screens as you're like setting up your tournament. You're going into a battle, and then when the game's running, you like we we display the 2D the 2D uh, portraits as your game's playing, so that you know who you're playing against. So it's very personalized, and it's very uh, we want people to feel like they're present in the game. You know, for future games, we're not just going to be like a top down. Uh, 3D view. We're going to be more, you know, third person, and we've got a whole slew of games lined up. And uh, uh, so, having a 3D presence and a 2D presence is very important to us as well. So, I just wanted to. I just want before I forgot. I wanted to before I forget. I wanted to remind the audience that we actually have that customization there. There's a whole bunch of other stuff lined up as well. Yeah. Yeah, it allows players to, you know, maintain their presence across, you know, games and other products as well. And I think Ready Player Me, I think I just looked on the website, it's there up to like 5,000 projects integrated with now. I think when we first spoke with them, it was only like 3,000 or something. I mean, they've been growing like crazy, so. Yeah, we're actually we're actually helping them fix their tech. It's not quite uh, uh, ready for uh, a full Battle Royale multiplayer game, but we're, uh, we're, we're going to help them get it into shape and, and make sure the partnership works. Uh, bi-directionally you know so so it works out for everyone they'll, they'll, they'll get our expertise and and we'll get their really cool looking avatars that's great i'm, I'm stuck with a, a 2d avatar over here for my twitter bio I, I have to figure out a way to make myself three-dimensional so perhaps this will uh be the solution <laughs> that i've been looking for I'll, I'll play around with the tool um so you know speaking of kind of sharing and, and distribution of the game um last time we spoke um, you, you talked about having a, a vision for this, you know, for Royal Chess being on, on multiple platforms. Um, where do you where do you want to distribute the game at first, uh, as it's being tested, sort of early days, and then what's what's the overall vision for um, platforms that this will be playable on? And you know, are all those platforms going to include NFTs, or will there be some that are completely uh, sort of in, in the in the traditional gaming world? Yeah, so for Royal Chess, we'll be initially launching on PC and Mac uh, via the Epic Game Store, which we have. We're already partnered with them already, and they're uh, they have they're still in a beta technically for their the Epic Game Store there. Um, but yeah, so PC and Mac initially. Um, mo- of course, we are going to be multi-platform, so that includes mobile and consoles as well. Mobile will definitely be a big focus for us. I mean, mobile is like what sixty percent of all games revenue, you know, nowadays. So I mean, you, you can't ignore it. Um, and, you know, this is, you know, because we are, you know, focusing on, you know, kind of fast paced gameplay and it's something that suits itself to, you know, when you have just, you know, a couple minutes here or there, you know, tap around on your phone, you know, just jump into a game or two and, you know, take a, take a break from everything else that you're dealing with, whatever that moment may be. But, uh, 
Yeah, so initially PC Mac, and that gives us a chance to really, you know, fine tune, you know, further, you know, the gameplay mechanics, you know, beyond the playtest, but actually on a much more, you know, mass scale, and really have that, you know, completely dialed in, you know, for the mobile, since, you know, that's where the biggest chance is for it to, you know, really, really blow up and really see, you know, huge numbers of people playing the game. Um, but, you know, that's kind of our, our, our intended path for where we're going with uh, uh, platforms for Royal Chess. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be happy to play it on Mac or PC. I think down the road, I, I could see playing this game uh, mostly mobile, whether that's a phone or a Steam Deck or a Switch or something like that. So glad you have a vision for letting people play in those formats. Um, so last thing, and, and we're going to get to the uh, the giveaway of the Board Queens shortly, and we'll share the word that uh, you can enter into the form. But um, and we'll also have time for questions, by the way. So if anybody wants to request and ask questions, talk about um, uh, about the game or ask questions of the founders, please do request and we'll get you up in a few minutes. So um, without promising hard dates, because I, I never want to put game developers in a position where they're going <laughs> to disappoint people. But, you know, what do you see the rest of 2023 looking like? Can you just share some of the big kind of dates that are set in stone and then maybe just a broader plan for, for this year? Uh, whether it's related to Royale Chess or, or even other titles as well. Yeah, so we'll be going into early access for Royal Chess uh, this quarter, Q1, uh, with uh, full release coming after that. Um, but, you know, again, going back to, you know, we're not a chess company. Royal Chess is not the be-all end-all for Super Duper Secret. Um, so, you know, later this year, we'll, we'll be starting concept testing for our next game, uh, before going into full production, uh, you know, later this end of year, uh, as well as beginning of next year as well. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you know, we, you know, these are evergreen games that we're building, you know, we intend for them to be, you know, long term and have people, you know, keep on, you know, coming back to them. You know, it's not like a traditional narrative, you know, based game where you have the beginning and end and, you know, that's kind of it. Or, you know, getting to 100% on the completion. You know, it's, you know, constantly going, you know, you can always play new games and there's different ways, you know, personalized and always different, you know, themed matches and everything. Um, so, you know, we do have to always be mindful of, you know, continuing to, you know, strongly support, you know, Royal Chess. Um, and even in the future as well, when, you know, when we have more than just, you know, one or two games, but making sure that we continue to support, um, you know, the games that we do have live to keep it, you know, interesting for the players who are, you know, engaged in those and, you know, keep them coming back even as we continue to, uh, even as we continue to, you know, release, um, you know, more games. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, uh, with that in mind, uh, let's do the giveaway. So we posted a link, uh, we pinned a, a link at the top of the uh, Twitter space um, to fill out a very short form. And basically we'll be uh, giving out uh, 10 of the uh, board Queens uh, to, to random people and, um, if I am not mistaken, uh, Jazz and Mark uh, mentioned that they'll actually deliver the items to the winners uh, towards the end of the month. So please do be patient, but we wanted to, to get the, the, the winners today. So um, in the form, please use the secret word queen, Q-U-E-E-N. I know what a, what a shocking and unrelated word to use, but really, <laughs> I kept keeping it easy. I was going to do checkmate and I was like, ah, why, why, why make people type so many letters? queen it's easy so please uh do fill out the form uh, we wanted you know we wanted to share this during the live space to encourage people to participate um but for anybody who can't make it live uh we're gonna allow people to enter um enter into the form by 4 p.m pacific time so you got about just over four hours to 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 fill it out uh don't share it with too many people because if they didn't listen to the space they shouldn't get the same privilege that you do uh so the word is queen and yeah please do fill out the form um the the game items are on the solana blockchain so uh if you don't have a solana wallet i would go ahead and make one very soon before you fill out the form uh and then we'll take care of you from there cool so um with that, certainly wanted to open it up for any questions um, from the audience or comments, uh, or or if anybody wants to share like really nerdy chess moves, um, that's that's an option as well. But um, yeah, Jazz and Mark, any any final thoughts or or uh, secrets uh, to reveal uh, <laughs> before we uh, before we wrap up? And I think uh, Jazz could probably share her chess origin story. That would probably be a good one. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, as Mark already said, you know, I'm also kind of awful at chess. My little brother, he played a bit. I think he was in like a chess club in elementary school. So, you know, of course, we'd play a bit, you know, back when we were kids and, you know, play against each other. 
I didn't last too long. I essentially rage quit chess from the tender age of seven or eight years old. I didn't understand how the how the moves worked. Didn't make sense to me. Got frustrated. My brother quit mid game and didn't play. Didn't even touch chess for like a decade after. So, I definitely relate to the people who you know see it as a little bit confusing, a little bit overwhelming. You know, again, kind of a little bit stuff where you're boring. So, you know, if I can make it interesting for me, you know, which I believe we have done, you know, I think this is something you know that can make it interesting and you know bring chess. Uh, you know, to a lot wider range of people as well, you know, just really have a fun experience for, you know, a lot of fun people. But yeah, even as we mentioned earlier as well, and it's been really interesting just hearing like everybody else's, you know, kind of, you know, origin story or what's their connection, you know, to, you know, chess whenever we talk about, you know, what we're working on. I mean, just because it is, I mean, even beforehand, you know, we knew it was something, you know, universal, it's worldwide, you know, it's not just specific to North America, but some something that at least everybody is familiar with, you know, to some degree. But it's just been really, you know, interesting, you know, how, you know, readily people have been giving, you know, all these, you know, stories from when they're a kid or, you know, when they're competing, you know, professionally. It's been, it's been quite surprising, actually. Yeah, I think it's an important game for everyone to understand whether or not they play it a lot. I mean, spicy take almost every game, every video game you play, really any game period is derived from, from chess, right? It's like, it's, it's uh, a set of competitors with very specific moves and powers. And um, it's not, you know, exact, but like when you, when you look at first person shooters, when you look at TCGs, like it's all a very just advanced form of chess, Starcraft, et cetera. So I think just understanding like the root game, the ancient game, um, and seeing, you know, seeing it in a new light, having a new take on it, um, is just an important kind of like, you know, experience that every, every gaming enthusiast needs to have. And so, uh, I appreciate that, that you're, you know, helping bring it into the spotlight once again, uh, in addition to, you know, media, movies, TV, and all that, that is, that has given it a spark. So thanks for that. Um, well, oh, hey, actually, oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say like, uh, one of the things that's been really uh inspiring and uh uh, really fun for us is now that we've started going public with the company and what we're building we don't even talk about we're actually building a platform as well but that's just in service of making games so i won't talk about that but but one of the things that was really good is we've started going public is our discord kind of blew up a little bit and one of the things that we've been we've been doing is every time someone joins our discord we direct them to our retro channel and say hey we want to we want to hear your origin story when you first played a game and it's been it's been kind of amazing. I'm so glad we did that. It's really it really inspires you when you or, or reinvigorates you when you hear someone's origin story and they say, "Oh yeah, I got I got my my dandy console from my you know when I was eight years old and I played Super Mario and and then they tell you like how much fun they had with a little brother or their big brother or the sister and it, it's just one of those things you can just tell when they're typing it and when they're when they're saying it in the Discord that is bringing back a happy memory for them because then they remember that initial spark that got them into it. And, you know, life's so serious these days, right? There's so many, so many awful things going on, so many good things, but just bringing people back to their childhood when they first got into games, man, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Actually, I've I've been really enjoying it. And every time someone posts on our discord, because I've been around for so long, I'll, uh, I'll usually have some kind of reply and say, Oh, Hey, I either, I worked on that or I worked at the company or, or, or he, there was this other game that's kind of close to that, and you know, it's it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I could stay in the retro channel in our Discord like day and night. It's just it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I think for me, especially one of the biggest challenges is uh, a lot of people do have that sort of nostalgia, the retro memories, and um, you know, as you as you grow up, get responsibilities, all that stuff, you have kind of less time to play, like. I, uh, I was, you know, the kid who grew up playing like Japanese RPGs, putting hundreds of hours into these games. These are not things that I can do anymore. Um, so I appreciate the good session of like 20, 30, maybe an hour um, of playtime. And I think that bringing people back into gaming through, you know, through the nostalgia is super smart. I know for a lot of people, like especially with the Nintendo Switch, um, that probably got them back into video games after maybe a hiatus of 10 years. So I think, it, you know, you guys kind of, starting the the interaction and the experience with your with your new community members and just kind of creating that warm feeling and then you know get moving them through through your process and getting them to onboard into your game uh is really smart i i feel like we we we've done that, that to uh to some degree probably need to 
steal your idea and do it a little bit more because it, it's uh, it's quite effective. Um, and really glad to hear that you had you know strong success in your Discord and building your community uh, leading up to leading up to the the launch of the game. Um, is there anything that people should know in terms of you know those who want to play the game absolutely first? Um, any any sort of just things to watch out for? Uh, best places to keep track of news? I'm assuming your Discord is one of your your best places to to stay on top of of news, but yeah, anything people should prepare for on their end if they want to be one of the first players of, of Royal Chess? Yeah, definitely. Our Discord is for sure uh, best place to be. Uh, our Twitter, of course, will be keeping active with updates as well. But, you know, our Twitter or our Discord community, you know, Mark and, our, Mark and I are in there, you know, every day for a little bit too much time every day. But uh, we're able, I mean, it's good because we're able to talk, you know, directly with the people, you know, in our community, which, I mean, it's super important when you're building, you know, anything, whether it's a product or games, you know, and really to, you know, not only to help you build a better product, but just to connect with your community and, you know, help put a, you know, a face, a little bit of personality to the product as well. Um, so that's definitely been a plus for us. But yeah, definitely if you're interested in, you know, learning more about Royal Chess in our future games, uh, you know, join our Discord. Uh, I think I don't have a link here on the on the chat, but if you go to you know Mark Rye's Twitter, we have the super duper secret uh, Twitter linked on there, and uh, the bio there has the link for our Discord as well. So uh, feel free to give a follow to the Twitter account or uh, jump into the Discord as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Please please do give Jazz and Mark a follow. Um, I enjoy them on Twitter very much, so uh, they're they're worth a follow. And you can of course um, dig into Royal Chess through them. Um, we did have someone who requested to uh, come on board and, and ask a question. So, uh, Corinne, if you're there, uh, it would be great to hear from you. Uh, hello, hello, hello. I've just literally joined this uh, group. I've, I've seen, I like chess, and I don't know how many people are on here. I'm from, I live in England, and I have ADHD, and I speak incredibly fast. So I'll, I'll, try, <laughs> I'll try and cut this to a nutshell, uh, to a nutshell. So basically, my question is, with the chess thing, right, because I, I know that, like, years and years ago, um, AI got to such an extent that a chess computer that had been programmed probably by the Russians because they're brilliant at chess beat Kasparov in, like, eight or nine moves, right? So um, I don't know what the uh, the mode of the discussion is or the fear of the discussion is, but have we been talking about, um, like, robotics and how crazy it is that they can, like, you know, robots are going to be able to beat us. If they can beat us at chess, right, in six moves... What else, how are we going to be able to, uh, what else are they going to be as that? Uh, is, is this relevant to the discussion? I've just dropped in. Sorry, uh, so, over to somebody else. I'm, hello, I'm um, make, hello. No, I appreciate the question and I'm going to make it relevant. Um, so obviously like the, the, this, the discussion around AI in, in chess has been huge. I think chess has been the platform that uh, many AI researchers or researchers have kind of used to test the intelligence of their, their algorithms. Um, and other games like Go and, and, and as well. But, um, you know, Jazz and Mark, you talked a little bit about the AI um, that is used in game and it'll be tuned towards the, the player. Um, is, you know, is the game itself going to essentially, you know, get a read on a player's skill level? And then do you have sort of a, a sliding scale of AI intelligence that will be um, thrown into the mix to play against you so you don't get completely destroyed? Um, but it also gives you a good enough challenge. Uh, yeah, that's exactly uh, our approach. Uh, and actually, one, one of the things we also didn't mention is, so when you're playing the game, you know, the, the, the AI will like give you the, the three best moves, so you don't have to worry about thinking too hard. You know, you'll you'll always make at the very least one of the good three moves if you choose one. If you take too long to make a move, we have this thing called the stupid AI, and it will just like randomly look at the board and just literally take a random move zero. Eight, Because I'm really not that great, but uh, uh, yeah. So 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 the AI is is uh, ranked up and down based on, based on your skill level. We don't want people to get too crushed, and uh, uh, but because of that AI assist, everyone at least will be competitive. And because it's such a fast play thing, it's not going to be a huge concern that people uh, people get defeated by the AI on a regular basis. It's, it's, the, the game is synchronous, you know, because you're playing the the nine games simultaneously, they're all happening. That's what synchronous means. It's all happening at exactly the same time. We took a turn-based game and made it synchronous. So all those games are going simultaneously. There's no time for you to to lose your ass. You just have to. You're going to have to uh, pick one of the AI moves and just go. You know, and that's uh, so. So and, and also 
Uh, the other thing about that gameplay hook is is reducing the decision space, you know, so reducing it from, hey, you're looking at this entire board and you're trying to come up with a strategy to just being, I only have to select one, two, or three. I have to pick one of the best three moves. It, it, it reduces the mental uh, the mental load uh, in the player. So, so we're hoping that reduces any kind of anxiety and stress and it just makes it a fun experience. Um, to, to speak to something else Corrine said, both Jazz and I are ADHD as well. I so said, don't worry about it. That's why I speak so quickly. I'm from Scotland. So uh, I also talk very quickly just by default. But, but part of that is, you know, we're, we're going so quickly when we're building, you know, that, that being game developers, it really fits into our personalities that we just have a hundred things going simultaneously. So, so, so it was very nice of you to, to bring your question. Yeah, Subtle and I have the same problem. Um, we both talk way too fast, and uh, it's good for efficient communication, but sometimes bad for helping uh, articulate things uh, for the first time to someone who's never understood it. So, you know, you got you to gotta know when to turn it on and off. But um, with that, uh, I want to just remind everyone who's listening in, um, again, the secret code word is QUEEN. Um, if you would like to enter the, uh, the giveaway, if you're part of the board box community, if you hold a board box, uh, there might be some other special surprises for you, which you can learn about in our Discord, uh, but that does require owning a box. But for everyone who tuned in today, thank you. For everyone who listens in uh, later, thank you so much. We're going to also convert this into a podcast and, and share it that way. Uh, and a special thank you to to Jazz and Mark. Um, you know, really excited to get to know you again, you know, offline and also you, you taking the time, especially during a very busy week. Um, to chat with us all really means a lot and we're we're super excited to play so um, with that you know thank you so much and uh, we will be chatting with you soon thanks for listening to this board box extra please note that none of what was discussed in this episode today should be taken as financial or investment advice we are excited to share this content and encourage everyone to do their own research. Looking to go deeper, get more access? Join us at boardbox.io and grab a Boardbox NFT to join our private community of gamers.